The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Woo More Play. Guys, if we have any gift we can give you during this quarantine, for all of you, for everybody, everybody that's listening, it's Woo More Play. A lot of people have asked me, well, I don't need it. You know, I don't, I already get super wet. That's not what it's for. It's for enhancing the experience. It just makes it better. It makes it better to grip things. It makes it better for things to taste better. It just makes it better in general. I'm telling you, try it once. You'll be addicted. Every single person I know that we've recommended this to keeps on coming back for more, especially in a quarantine. Literally coming back. Listen, you could argue that you don't need better sex, that you don't want better sex. I don't know why you would. Would, but you can. And what we're offering here is just that, better sex, an enhanced experience. You're going to get some coconut oil in there, a little beeswax for grip, some vanilla essence, and some stevia for taste. You can't go wrong. Use our latest code, tits and ass, for 20% off. That's tits and ass at woomoreplay.com, W-O-O, moreplay.com, tits and ass. And don't worry, we got you covered. Everything comes discreetly packaged. Your nosy neighbors won't know what's going on unless they, they might hear what's going on, but they won't know when they, when they see the package. So guys, woomoreplay.com and use code tits and ass for 20% off. Enjoy. Time to get back into the show. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Aha. When you come out and you want to do your own businesses, 99% of it is when you're sitting in front of folks and asking them for money to, to basically create your vision, they're believing in you, not the idea. No one knows anything about beer. You guys don't know anything about hard seltzer, right? So you don't, you don't know. You're saying, do I think Josh is the guy who can actually do this? Because you don't know. You're just believing in me. It is Tuesday. Welcome back to the Skinny Confidential, him and her show coming at you from quarantine. Today, you have me, Lauren Everett, and my husband across from me. We've been we've been across from each other for a long time these last few weeks. Uh, yeah, I'm losing my mind. Yesterday, I was massaging Boone's leg for like five minutes straight and looked down and realized it was his penis. <laughs> for, yeah, uh, well, you know what? We're, jump, we're jumping right in. I'm, I, 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 I'm so quarantined. I'm so, my, my head's spinning so much. I forgot to even introduce myself. Guys, Michael Bostic. I am the CEO of the Dear Media Podcast Network. Boone P is our chihuahua to give a little more or context there. So apparently my wife's rubbing our dog's dick and we're on quarantine. <laughs> you know what? Things are happening, guys. We are at home. It's kind of nice in a way to just be with Zaza at home and, and hang out with Michael and let him have his uh, paternity leave because he, he thinks that's what this is. She's doing a lot of tummy time, drinking a lot of milk. There's a lot of milk with babies, like it's so much so milk. so nice to be home with you and the baby every day, yeah. Lauren, every yeah. single day. It's so nice to watch you do Zoom meetings every five seconds, Michael. It's my favorite thing ever. Can I just be this? Can I just say that in the beginning, it was fun. Everyone's like, ooh, Zoom, new thing. Like, this is great. Like, you know, we're all like, oh, look, there's there's Jenny, there's Jim. Like, you know, we're all like, you know, we're on the Zoom and it was fun for a while, but I can, I'm done with it now. I'm done with Zoom. I put a background up because I'm like, listen, I don't need people to look at me. We're done. Can we go back to phone calls? I, I, you know, we get it. I try to do a team happy hour and my team's probably going to listen to this and some of them are going to like this and we're not. But I try to do like a team happy hour okay. where, where we sat, you know, because I, I read a Wall Street Journal article where uh-huh. like, hey, these companies are doing team happy hours and all getting their drink of choice and staring at each other on the screen. Yeah. And so I did it with the team and we're all sitting there and 
we're drinking and about 30 minutes into it i just i was like guys i'm i'm sorry this is a little bit depressing this is not nearly the same as us all being together at a bar at a venue having fun or even in person we were just basically drinking alone staring into a screen even though we were all there doing the same thing we're all in our places just drinking alone what were you drinking I was drinking Ashland, which oh, we're going to get into. Ashland hard seltzer. That is fitting. I really was drinking it. Um, I have a picture to prove it. But yeah, I mean, who's with me on the Zoom thing? Are we done with Zoom? Or are we going to keep doing it? Um, I'm not doing Zoom. I'm just doing calls. You know, I'm just I'm just saying sorry, guys. Like my brown mustache. I've got no manicure. Uh, my roots are grown out down to my ears. I need a double tint. I need a spray tan. I mean, my fingers literally look like penises because there's there's no nail polish on them. Things are bleak. We're okay? just all watching each other deteriorate week after week after week on Zoom. I try to like keep it together and like get dressed every day and like you know comb the hair back or anything. But we're just slowly deteriorating. We're, we're, we're slowly letting ourselves go. It's Look-wise. really, really weird because my husband's like actually seeing what I really look like. Who are you? Who is that? <laughs> it's unrecognizable. But you guys, um, if you're looking for some fun content from me, I am really hitting it hard at TikTok. Uh, it's at Lauren Bostic. Lauren with a Y. And uh, yeah, last night I put up some of my favorite Glossier products. I also did one on Five Finds at Target. Um, there's some Amazon content on there. So head over there and follow me. I'm going to try to do this one where you uh, scare the fuck out of your husband. I've, I've been trying to Is catch Is that what you guys husband. have been doing? Yeah. You have been scaring the fuck out of me every yeah. time I turn around. Really uncomfortable positions. You know, um, I want to throw something out there before we get into the interview. We're, Lauren and I are thinking, you know, we're on quarantine. We set up a home studio. But we're back to our roots. When this all happened, I was like, well, back to basics, back to home recording. This is how, this how it all began. Don't have this fancy studio anymore. Here we go. Um, but I was thinking, would you guys like, and maybe write into Lauren's Instagram, mine's not as active. Would you guys like if we did maybe a couple mini episodes, maybe five to 15 minutes a day, random days, just pop out on specific subjects like, you know, motivation, what we're reading, what we're doing, what we're thinking, mindsets of just quick things that like that we can pop into 10 to 15 minutes doesn't have to be official episodes, but just just to give you a little bit more out of this show while we're all on quarantine. Solo episodes, if you will. Yeah, if you like them, let us know. Also, I think what we're, we're thinking about opening up the hotline again taking listener questions i'm sure like you know we, it's been a while since we did that and for for new listeners you don't you know you may not know that this show started as a q a from the audience back doing a throwback the first original 25 episodes and so we're also thinking like hey let's go back to roots again let's open it up to listeners again let's open it up ask some questions uh, get some answers so also thinking about doing that if you guys are interested let us know also i've been paying a lot of attention to the skinny confidential facebook group i'm like a silent stalker in there i'll, I'll like like stuff sometimes or comment but i like to leave it for a community for you guys to sort of talk to each other. And I've seen that you guys are also really interested in more solo episodes. So we're paying attention. We're listening. We're always listening to your feedback. So uh, yeah, if you guys are interested in that, like Michael said, leave it on my latest Instagram at the skinny confidential and maybe we'll feature your idea. You think we're going to be able to get through without usually we have a third person in the room to, you know, kind of get in the middle of us and make sure we don't beat each other up. Maybe. I don't know after this quarantine though. I mean, if you do one more zoom call, I'm going to just like, no, I think we're I think I think we're done. I mean, we're still going to do zooms, but I've been rebelling. I just been doing Thank the you. one tap call okay. in, you know, and people are like, "Oh, why can't I see you on the screen?" I'm like, "Listen, we're done with that. Okay. You've seen me. It's over." All right. I'm probably still going to have to do a few, but Let's introduce Josh. Okay, guys, we have Josh Landon on the podcast today. Josh is an amazing entrepreneur, very interesting character. We met him a couple months back and were very taken by his story. Originally, coming from the surf skate culture, just to give you guys a little context, he fell in love with creating surf skate videos and from there realized there was some white space to come into the craft 
brewing industry, yes, craft brewing, and create a beer brand for the surf skate community, which was really, it really like caught our attention when we first heard the story because it was so niche and it was so smart and we love anybody that understands brand and branding and Josh definitely does. So he created St. Archer. Many of you guys may know it, may have drinking it, may love it. And from there, he built that brand out, had a huge exit and sold the business for about $100 million, which is an amazing entrepreneurial story. And from there, he now, you know, he was looking for something. What was the next thing to do? And he landed on Hard Seltzer Ashland. It's an amazing brand. Lauren and I personally invested in it. Dear Media also invested in it. We're proud to partner with the brand. It's rare that we actually invest personally into things so heavily, um, but we did because we really believe in Josh, his story, the Seltzer brand. It's great. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a product that everyone can enjoy. And I personally am a huge fan. And the reason I wanted to invest myself, like separate from anything, was because I obviously need to lose like 25 pounds after pregnancy, but I still want to have a cocktail because let's be honest, I didn't have one for nine months besides a glass of wine here or there. So, um, so for me, like, it's so nice to have the seltzer that I can drink. It's 5% alcohol. It's amazing over ice, but it's also amazing in like a Campari soda or an Aperol spritz or a margarita. So it's really multifaceted and I'm super excited to be a part of it and share it with you guys. And there's no sugar and no carbs, right? So Everyone can enjoy. I don't have to worry about that beer gut. With that, let's welcome Josh of Ashland, hard seltzer to the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. I'm in the tangerine right now, but you know, we're, we jumped right into this, Lauren. You came in hot. Okay, we're here with our friend Josh. Um, Josh, the founder of Ashland, founder of many things. I, let's take it back a little bit before we get into this deep, deep taste test. Because I mean, we're, by the time we get into it, we're going to be so sloshed up that we're not going to know where. Yeah, we do gonna, have a lot of cans here. There's a shitload yeah. of cans on the table. Yep. Um, but for the audience, let's get it. Let's get a quick background, and then you know we're going to dive into some questions. But you know, you, your story, where you're from, how you came up with this brand, your childhood. Give us the deets. Yeah. I was born and raised in Ventura, if you're not familiar, just a, about 30 minutes south of Santa Barbara, like a sleepy coastal surf town, blue collar town. And I just, I guess I started making surf films. And when I realized I'm not going to be a pro surfer, and which you realize very quickly, I fell in love with surf films when I was like, you know, 17, 18 years old and specifically Taylor Steele. And I started watching his films and picked up a video camera and and one thing led to another and I wound up filming for him and traveling and filming surfing and I made my first film when I was 20 and yeah I was a film I mean I still am with all these brands all the films for for all the brands I've done but yeah I was a filmmaker and kind of grew up I was an only child you know a lot of a lot of the times I think you realize that you're an entrepreneur a lot of people will say well how what happened like how did you get there or what did you do or what did you, you know and for me, I think a lot of it traces back to just being an only child and not, you know, a lot of, a lot of people will say, oh, you're an only child. So you're spoiled or you're this or that. And for me, it was my, both my parents worked. And so I was alone, you know, often, you know, I, every time I got home from school and got myself the sports and got, you know, so I was kind of self-sufficient and was fine kind of relying on myself you know, going into filmmaking, which is very entrepreneurial, it's really not that big of a jump. You know, everybody says you went from making films to creating St. Archer. I don't get it. We're going to talk about it in a second because I yeah. think that's a jump and, and then we probably should have done a better job of letting people know that that was your previous, that yeah. you did. But so when, you, when you're when you getting into surfaces, was anybody, was there even any money in the space at the time? Like, 
No, I mean, there still isn't. I think making surf films, I was just so in love with it, in love with being a surf filmmaker and what that meant traveling around and you're with the best surfers in the world and, and getting to see all these places that most people never get to see and make a film and do something creative. So I, I want to jump into St. Archer in a minute, but I want to, I kind of want to talk to young people because there's a lot of pe a lot of young people getting out of school or listening to the show and they think, okay, I don't know what I want to do to, right now. Like I'm, I have, I'm an entrepreneur and I want to do something, but I don't know what it is. And so they just wait and wait and wait and they were trying to think. And what I always try to point out on this show is, you know, what we're doing here, obviously with Dear Media, this was not a linear path. It wasn't like I was a kid and I thought, hey, one day Lauren and I are going to do this show and then it's going to lead to this network and we're going to do all these other things. Like right. it, it was, it was just, that wasn't the path. It was like trying a bunch of different shit, seeing right. what I liked, seeing what I didn't like. And then it led to this. And it sounds like with you, like you didn't, when you were a kid, you probably didn't imagine, hey, I'm going to start this immensely successful beer line and, and go and exit it. Like that probably no. wasn't part of the blueprint. Maybe talk about that a little bit. No, I mean, I, I've only really wanted to do three things in my life, which is kind of interesting. I wanted to be a sportscaster. Okay. And, and then I wanted to be a filmmaker and then I wanted to own my own businesses. So I haven't had like these wide range of all these crazy ideas. And like, I didn't want to do a t-shirt business when I was 11. I just know the things I really like to do and just have followed that. It was never like chasing money. Never, still not. You're also really good at bringing people together and you're very personable. Well, thank you. Do you think that that's sort of helped propel your career forward? Yeah, I think it's 95% of it. Yeah. Can you I, speak on that? Because yeah. some people think you have to go to college. and no. Well, because listen, yeah. here's here's I, the thing. We we met briefly. And in that one interaction, I was like, okay, this guy, one, he gets it. Two, he understands. And I think this is so important. Like you understand visually like what a brand is, which we could talk about. Yep. And I think it's so important. Like the like young people are like, they're, they're so, they're trying to figure out the technical side so much. Like, what right. do I need to study? What do I need to do? And I'm like, study the people side first. Like, that's it. Yeah. I mean, I think I've spoken to a couple college courses and and at some of the universities here in Southern California and really having not gone to college. So I was an awful student. I mean, I, I hated school. Same. It, I liked the social aspect of school and I liked that I found my wife my freshman year of high school. But other than that, high school really, I love playing sports, playing water polo. and But for me, it's like when I'm talking to the kids at school, when, when you come out and you want to do your own businesses, 99% of it is when you're sitting in front of folks and asking them for money to, to basically create your vision, they're believing in you. Yep. Not the idea. No one knows anything about beer. You guys don't know anything about hard seltzer, right? So you don't, you don't know. You're saying, do I think Josh is the guy who can actually do this? Because you don't know. You're just believing in me. 100%. Don't they always say to bet on the jockey? Exactly. You're it's, the jockey. It, it's real though. Like when I did St. Archer, my wife and I, we were, you know, both of us are from Ventura. My daughter was three. My oldest son was six months old. I was making films. Like I was directing music videos for uh, Warner Bros. I was doing it. Like we were doing it. And I came home. I had the idea for St. Archer a month earlier, came home and said, I'm quitting everything. And we're moving to San Diego and I'm going to build a craft brewery. And I'm going to do the, what was like the what was the spark that made you like say this is the yeah, idea? Like, what, I was, what was that? Yeah, I was in I was on a surf trip in Puerto Rico and a tequila brand approached Taylor Knox about him investing in the business. And I said, I don't know, tequila, I'm not really sure. But, you know, and if you don't want to do the energy drinks or soda, like I understand that, too. You don't drink them. But if you wanted to do beer, everybody drinks beer. And if you wanted to do a craft beer, even better. 
because we actually drink it. And then I thought, craft beer, like why has no one ever done a craft beer from our culture? Our culture meaning like surf, skate culture. Yeah. Like why, you know, like Pacifico, Bud, Coors, Paps, all these brands have tried to influence our culture forever which that culture doesn't get enough credit for built for branding right we were talking to sean neff about this i and mean like, skateboarding is the single most influential i don't care what anybody says i agree with you as skateboarding is fashion everything it's yeah. the pinnacle yeah i agree and and i think that's what and it's the it's the hardest thing to crack it's impossible right and so there's never been a brand like from us though and because of all the films that i had done i was able to get surfers and skaters and like i kind of knew everybody and I thought, why has there never been a beer from us? You know, we've birthed every other kind of brand, clothing and shoes and shades and everything, right? But never alcohol. And that's the one thing everybody's drinking. And so the only problem was, is I wasn't a brewer. <laughs> okay. And I didn't- That's a hurdle. Yeah, that's a small hurdle. <laughs> and I didn't know anybody in the beer business. Like not one human. I didn't know anything about anything. Ventura, all my friends work construction and they're blue collar jobs and they drink Coors and Bud Light. You know, that, that's what, that's what I grew up around. And so, you know, going home and telling my wife, we're doing, we're, we're moving. And she said, I'll find us a place to live, which is insane. That's when you know, though. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's like... when, I mean, you know, like I think, and I say this a lot and I, it doesn't get enough credit, but really a lot of entrepreneurs dreams die with their spouse. One thousand percent. No, it's right? true. It's Talk true. about that. Talk Male about or that. female? Let's right? go and let's dissect that for a second. Go, yeah, tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Janine, Janine could have said, "You're nuts." She, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to support our that. Our daughter's yeah. three years old. Our son is six months old. You want to move us from the town, the only town we've ever known, and you want to move to San Diego, and you're going to do a brewery, and you're not a brewer. And you don't know anybody in the beer business and you've never raised one dollar of capital you don't even know what a capital raise is we're not going anywhere she didn't say that she said i'll find us a place to live never once asked me what if it doesn't work out that's what's crazy is she's the one like it just so happens i found the one person in my life who's never questioned anything i've ever done movies all these businesses, she's the one person who said, well, what if? Never. And that's like, I could say that's a lot of people ask, how, how have you, why have you been so successful? And a lot of it is because I found her. Well, I think, I mean, I think both of us as men are fortunate. We're both fortunate enough to say that. And I, yeah. and I, what I always tell people, like, especially my friends, when they start getting a relationship, men and women, like, if you don't have a support, a partner that's supporting you like that, like people are like, oh, I love how you support Lauren. I'm like, of course, like that's my, that's my, not my business yeah. partner. That's my partner in life. Like, For you, sure. If you're not supporting your significant other, like what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Why, why even in the relationship? But I think you're, you're so right. If you don't have that, it, it's, it, it's over. It's going to kill everything. Like if you have somebody every day, you're working on your dream and you're going home and somebody's saying, Hey, you shouldn't be doing this or I don't believe in well, this yeah, or it, it's done. It not only does it kill your dream it probably kills your marriage and your momentum it kills right? everything because then you're you resent them and then you you know you and it's and it's a fine line though where you're you shouldn't do it just because you don't want to because then the other person will resent you Je, janine and i just happen to be in that space where we were both ready to do it and you know it's a scare i didn't know what a capital raise was i had no idea what any of it was of all things that I I love everything about business, but if there's one thing I could say yeah. that I hate the most, it's do it's the capital raise. Me stuff. too. It's and for some reason I've, you know, but I think that's what goes back to personality and really like sacri people were looking at me when I raised that first three three million dollars, going, 
let me get this straight. You're moving to San Diego. <laughs> you have a wife and two little kids. You've left your careers. You have no money. I got 25 grand. This dude's entire life is on the line. You know, like when people present business plans to me and they go, well, I'm still, it's like my side hustle. Yeah, you're like, fuck off. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's no, there is no such thing as a side hustle. No, there has never been a successful side hustle. Never. I mean, it's okay to be. Wait, do hold things- on. I'm actually going to disagree with you guys. I feel like there is a side hustle if you're working a job, like like if you're bartending or you're no, waiting that's, tables. That's but you're saying there's not such thing as a side hustle if you're putting all your passion in one place and then you you want to run another business in another place, right? It's what I'm saying thing. is like getting a business started can't be the side hustle. Got it. Like the side hustle needs to be you bartending at night. Yeah, the side hustle is what your day job is. That's, exactly. Yes. I think people get that confused. For sure. Because they go, oh, okay, well, I'm going to be a bartender. That's my main thing. And my side thing is going to be this business. Yeah. Like, no, you got to do the bartending thing as your side thing to yeah. support the main thing. And I think a lot of, and it's scary. You know, like a lot of people don't, you know, for some reason in business, I've never had that fear mechanism. And some people don't have it in their personal life. Like my friends who are big wave surfers or they don't have that fear mechanism. It's just not there. And like, but I have it in my personal life. There's plenty of things that can give me anxiety or there's plenty of things that, right? But in business, for some reason, I don't have that. Hold up. You know what I love in quarantine? Coffee. Specifically ground mushroom coffee with lion's mane. I don't ask for much. I just ask for benefits with my coffee. You know what I mean? So this coffee is legit. Basically, Four Sigmatic is a wellness company that's becoming a key part of everyone's daily routine. So instead of regular coffee, this is going to give you that productive feeling, but without the jitters or the crash, which is so ideal. We don't want the jitters right now. There's nothing worse than the jitters in quarantine. For those of you that don't know about Four Sigmatic, I could literally like go to the hilltops and sing praise for this for days. And they make so many amazing products. The ground coffee is unbeatable when it comes to mushroom products, you know, and I love the focus shot. Got to throw the focus shot, guys. I know I'm supposed to talk about the ground coffee, but still going to throw in the focus shot. Use both the ground coffee and the focus shot. Okay. But I specifically like the ground mushroom coffee with the lion's mane. Like I said, so lion's mane, what it does is it's this functional mushroom. That's your brain's best friend. It supports focus, productivity, and creativity during the day. And this coffee also includes chaga. And this is the king of mushrooms. Chaga supports your immune system, which is exactly what we want. It's full of antioxidant properties, which is exactly what we want too. So you're probably thinking, does this coffee taste like mushrooms? Guys, it tastes just like regular coffee. It doesn't taste like mushrooms at all. So you're getting that coffee taste and reaping the benefits. It's organic, fair trade, vegan, keto, sugar-free, and dairy-free. You can expect every Four Sigmatic product to use only proven superfoods. And as always, they do 100% money-back guarantee. So you can try it risk-free, but you're going to be obsessed. You're going to be obsessed. I'm telling you guys. And with that, of course, we have a special offer just for the Skinny Confidential him and her listeners. Receive 15% off your Four Sigmatic order just go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny or enter code skinny at checkout that's foursigmatic f-o-u-r-s-i-g-m-a-t-i-c.com slash skinny to receive 15 percent off your entire order all right let's get back into the show well i think i think probably you me and lauren are all similar in that regard and that's what i always tell people i said you know being an entrepreneur is not necessarily for everybody and that's okay. Like, you know, there's people that work in organizations, big organizations, organizations you've sold to that have, you mm-hmm. know, they're the number two or number three in those businesses and they make a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. You know, they're making millions of dollars, hundreds yep. of th- and it's fine and they're happy and it's good and they don't have to carry the weight and the pressure and like have the fear of a fa- failed business. Mm-hmm. 
and I think if you if if you if you're somebody that has that fear going in, maybe it's not the right thing, and and that's okay. And like totally okay. All of these ventures that I'm part of, you're part of. Like you need people that are going to work with them, and they they help you build the yeah. business. But if you have that thing, where, like you're scared every time you need to make a decision, like it, you shouldn't be in the driver's seat because you have the biggest reason is not because of yourself, but because you are yeah. responsible for other people's lives and well being. Completely. And if you're sitting there scared for yourself all the time, and not you're not going to worry about them, and it's going to put a lot of people in in danger's way. When I when we talk about you know talking to kids or kids that are in college really what i say to them is this is your time to figure out who you are this isn't your time to figure out you know need to learn how to do a capital raise or gain intellectual property through your return whatever it is you should be here figuring out am i an entrepreneur am i a business owner big difference right what's the difference well a business owner, like my best friend owned a salon for 30 years that's a business owner i've started six businesses in the last three years that's an entrepreneur, right? Big difference, not better or worse, just, just different. way different life. And then are you an employee? Also, nothing wrong with that. It's better to find out who you are. Like, are you really that person? Because 99% of the entrepreneur life sucks. Or are you providing it's, a service, right? Yeah, it's like, it's not It's not fun. It's like, on. The, it's nice to read the magazines, but the magazines don't don't tell you the emotional roller coasters that you go through every single day they also you, don't tell you that you can't like there's nobody to complain up to right you're by yourself you're it's a lonely it's a it was a, our, one of our biggest investors in saint archer told me you're signing up for a lonely life and i never understood that until i was like a year in and it, it is because you don't i mean you really don't have anybody who can like one for one relate with what you're thinking and doing on a regular basis. What are some of those roller coasters specifically? Like what are some struggles that you can pinpoint and look back on and be like, whoa, that was hard? I think you can, for me, you know, when businesses are up and there's just so many, there's so many dynamic personalities that you're dealing with and you have to learn how to deal with people that are all completely different. But a lot of times for me, like it's it's not all excitement, right? It's not it's not all exciting. So there's that downtime where you're just waiting. You're, you're and then it's in those moments for me where when I'm when my go back to neutral, that's when like my brain doesn't want to stop. But that's when you can get into anxiety things and and it just depends on what kind of like how you're how you operate. And for me, the worst place to be, it's getting better now, but the worst place to be is neutral. Hence the six businesses. Yeah, you got to just constantly be going. Yeah. And if I stop, which isn't healthy, right? If you if I stop, then I start, I have to, there's always an obsessive thought, no matter what it is. So when it's business, the business overtakes those obsessive thoughts, if that makes sense. I get obsessive thoughts too. I know yeah. what you're saying. Like you can't get off of it. You can't get off it. Yeah. And so like when, when the business is kind of going and doing it, it, you, you're that part of you never changes. Yeah. Then you're obsessed over this in your personal life or this or this or this, and it can make you anxiety and depressed and it's crazy. But it sounds like what you've done and what I try to do is take the obsessive thoughts thoughts and make it something positive and productive and productive for sure great work well, that's what i yeah. think about you know like one way for young people to figure out if they're an entrepreneur or not is like you know what i always say to people and this is dumbing it down i was like there's no clocking out like i don't clock it's not like i go home and i'm like i'm clocked out and there's mm -hmm. nothing to think about anymore and so 
I think, and, and I wouldn't want to clock out, which is the fucked up thing. It's a yep. sick thing, right? I'm no, like, it is. I hear you. It's like Lauren. Like I go home and we sit there and she's like, we got to stop talking about business. I'm like, you, like, I'll be talking about it. And then I was like, okay, we're like stop. having sex and talking about business. Yeah. yeah. Which is, which is invigorating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the problem is, so like, you know, drinking when I, Ashland, when there I talk to go. young people and I'm like, listen, if your idea is that you're going to clock in for eight hours, you're going to put in a good day's work and you're going to go home and like go hang with Sounds friends. Sounds nice. Yeah. But it's, you know, if that's, that's like a, your idea of a, of a perfect life, like yep. you shouldn't go into entrepreneurship because no. there is not a moment of time where I get to be like, where I just get no. to clock out. Right. I'm just mm. like, it's constant problems and issues and right. stuff all the time. And all not time. if it's with the business or with someone within the business or a partner or a personality, whatever it is, there's always something. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. I have a serious question. Yes. Do you know the benefits of pineapple? I do not. Oh, you have a pineapple seltzer and you don't know that? I didn't, I, we're like real health benefits other than digestive. Taylor, do you know the benefits? I believe drinking pineapple juice makes your jizz taste delicious. So oh, why Jesus did Christ. you choose tangerine? <laughs> Well, I don't know. One, yeah, he's all, I don't know. I, <laughs> wrong choice, buddy. The wrong choice. Orange is like a very, it like, I don't know why, but it's bright vibrant. neon orange like turns me on. Okay. Right. It's like so vibrant that it's like the color. It's the, one of the only colors that I'm like drawn to. Well, that's good. You know? Okay. So, so speaking of the can, the branding is so good. Thank you. And I am obsessed with branding. So just for my own selfish self. Yes. Can you talk to us about how you conceptualize the brand? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like with St. Archer, when when there's, it's usually when the there's brands in a cat, you know, it's fun to enter a category when it seems like all of the brands are kind of asleep at the wheel. Sean Neff said that too. Right? Yeah, Sean. There's a San Diego boy for you. Yeah. You know, I think if you can look, it's like when I did St. Archer, everybody was calling their beers Devil's Baby. And I went, Devil's Baby? That doesn't make me want to drink one. Right. Like I don't, that doesn't inspire me at all. And that doesn't speak to me at all. And the brand is what speaks to you and the flavor of whatever it is should be secondary, right? Cause they're going to pick it up and look at it. And then what do you do from there? And so it's really like with, with all these other brands in the hard seltzer category, it just felt like there was nothing that was like clean and simple and stayed away from the black and white colors. And so, and really it was probably the most challenging brand that, I've created because with the breweries, the brands are very masculine. Harland and St. Archer are very masculine brands. So it's designed for the demographic of that sort of demo yeah. But this is demo like designed for everybody. Yeah. That's hard. Like yeah. you want girls to think it's cute and guys not to feel lame drinking it. And that's not an easy place to be. So like, can you have a guy pick up a blue, a blackberry lemonade and go, this is rad and want to throw it on their gram and have his chick do the same thing. That's not easy to do. I never thought about that. You know, now that you're talking through, that makes a lot of sense because you're you're so right. Like, I you know, we always talk about, like don't do everything for everybody, but like in this case, you know, you, this category you, I, fits. You have to. Well, and if you have the ability to like, you know, it's really with Ashlyn, it's an interesting. It's so it's crazy because every. I mean, there's a lot of people who told me you got to put it in a slim can, and my response was always. If everyone else is doing one way, I'll go the other way. 100%. And then if I'm wrong, then it'll be all my fault. And I guess I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. But I want to hold this. But see, a guy, like for me, I don't want to hold a slim can, right? Right. I'm only, I mean, a lot of these brands, I'm thinking like, what would Janine and I do? Janine, I can speak for her and say she doesn't give a shit about slim cans. Yeah. Do you care? And, about, do you care about slim cans? No, I, I, and I agree with you. If everyone's going one way, I'm going. Yeah, the you're other going. Way. I mean, and then it's just like that's kind of the, you know, 
that that's if that's your mentality and with everything then then it makes sense to do it with your brands and sometimes that doesn't work out but janine i knew she didn't care about holding a slim can and i would rather not like i would rather hold this at a barbecue and she didn't care so then why would i put it in a slim can you wouldn't. I love to hear the train of thought be- behind how people build their brands because it's there's so much stuff that goes into it. There's so much. And then there's so much behind the scenes. Like, I I know I keep talking about her, but she, like, all of my brands, Villager, St. Archer, Harlan, Scout, Ashlyn, Little Villager, she has her, like, fingerprints on all of the brands because she sees everything first. And when she goes, eh, and I'm like, fuck. You know, then I know I'm making changes and then yeah. I have to go through the whole fucking sounds, process. Sounds like, relatable. Yeah. And then I'm like, God, why can't you just say looks great? And I'm just going to guess if you're like my husband, you try to fight it. Oh, of course. And then so I, this is what I do. I go, okay, do what you want. Yeah. Okay, fine. Why'd you even ask me that? I'm and like, then God. he gets mad at me. And well, then because I'm like, oh, 20 what's wrong minutes with later, yeah. he comes back with his tail between his legs yeah. and he's like, whoa, 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 what then, would you do differently? Yeah. And then I'm like, <laughs> okay, fine. And then she sees him and she's all, so you did add that in there. There's only one, you know, there's only one beverage that I can think of that is a slim can that I like and I'm curious to see if what comes to everyone's mind about this. St. Archer Gold is the only answer for you there. Well, I mean, it's not, it doesn't need to be in like the a beer. Or like I, listen, I don't have time to guess down your yeah, beer. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, so, sorry. So, so tell me, tell me what, if you, you want to share just here, we, we, we can't play the game. Oh, Red Bull. Okay. Red Bull's the only mm. beverage uh, I can think of that uh, slim can that I don't mind. Listen, yeah, yeah. Um, there was no way I was going to spend that much time for, we're figuring out. I would have Red never Bull. guessed that. No, either would have. That would yeah, have I would have never guessed that. Sometimes but... we have to shut segments down on yeah. this show. <laughs> you stumped uh, us. Yeah, I'm like, we named 16 brands and then it's Red Bull. What's a habit um, that you do every single day that you think sets you up for success in the long run? For instance, some of mine are I meditate, I write down seven things I need to do every day. It could be something very little. Or it could just be like, yo, I wake up and there's 50 things going on and I'm just like char- like going or you could just do what taylor does and beat his meat every morning that's what taylor does set him also, up also useful yeah. um i think i <laughs> gotta get the poison out that's it he's like it relaxes me listen Lauren, um, no, no offense Lauren. like you're you're talking to like pretty much every guy <laughs> so it's not just taylor you know? okay every guy Poor beats- guy, i just singled out <laughs> gotta, 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 gotta think straight here you know taylor does it like five times in a row though with a flashlight so that's Mind a fucking different I mean, story the flashlight is a nice touch <laughs> i for me i don't I don't have anything. I swim and surf a lot. I swim more than I surf now. So that is, there's like a couple things with that. You are putting your feet in the ground every day into nature, which I think is huge. Yep. People don't do that. You you think they do, but they don't. Like if you really think about it. No, they get in their car and then they go, you know, for me, I think the best in the pool. So when I'm swimming and that's usually when I feel better. And, but I have a lot of comfort in the people that work for all of these businesses and my business partners. So I think it's, it's a, such a unique setup to where I am really good at like a couple things. And then everybody that I've put around me is the best. And I just know what I suck at, which is most stuff. And so when you put the best around you, you know, there's not, I'm not, I don't do checklists. I don't read like business books and all, I don't do any of that stuff. Well, that's what a lot of of operators like. It's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a nice like tidbit of. And I'm not even that organized. 
listen, I think if like if I was dumbing myself down, what I think I can do effectively is communicate and sell, right? And like for the position that I sit in, that's that's effective. That's, that's what I need right. to do. But I know damn well, like I have a whole team that's doing the market. Mm-hmm. I have a whole team that's doing the brand. Like I, yeah. I have to put people that are better than me in those places because yeah. I'm, you know, like really like if I if I was working in an organization, which I wouldn't, but I would find my, I would, like, put me in sales. Yeah. I'd put me where I can talk to someone. That's it. Other than that, like my job is basically finding people that are better yep. than me and more effective to do the other stuff that I can't do. A lot of people can't do that, which is why I always say, like, yep. are you an entrepreneur or are you a solopreneur that's doing services? Because if you're not willing to say, hey, I'm going to put my ego aside and I'm yep. going to put people that are way better than me and like, that I can't compete yep. with around me, yep. then you can't. there's no way to scale. No, and there's no, I mean, if you can't put, all I care about is winning. So, and winning for me is not, is not money or ego driven. It's like the benchmarks I have for myself that are just personal goals and that's all I care about. So whether someone gets the credit for this or someone does this or care. someone, I don't, I can, I don't give a shit, man. Just, yeah. I just I want to win. Way. That's, that's it. And winning for me is disruption and you can feel it, right? You can feel your brand disrupting a category. And when you can feel it, then I feel like I did it. And then you figure it out from there. But having, you know, Jeff Hansen was the vice president of St. Archer. And now he's my business partner in Harlan Scout and Villager. He's been, I mean, he's he's been the reason why, along with other things, but he does all of those things for the most part that I'm just awful at. And, and it's a good partnership. And you need to have that because if you don't find it, like I would have been out of business a long time ago. Yeah, I mean that's a, that. I mean, like for young people, that is the tip right there. It's like if you, you know, maybe you're a really, really great branding uh-huh. person and you have a really great marketing vision. Like, uh-huh. do that. Don't try to go in and start running the payroll and logistics and manufacturing yeah. and retail. Like, don't do all that. Like in the beginning, you have to be a little scrappy, but go find a partner. Give but up then some do equity. you have? But then, but then, it, then the question would be: Do you have the personality to go convince those folks? to fall in line with your ultimate vision because then you're dealing with their egos and you're going, no, 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 these are my brands. This is my vision, but you're going to go do all this stuff. You have to have something that I think both of you guys have. And I hope I have Taylor. I don't think you have it. And that is called finesse. Yeah. I mean, What's that? You and do it's have, also, you have finesse. You do no, no. I said I hope I have. Uh, it. Yeah, you do. You, you totally have finesse. I think that that when when we first talked to you, like when we were in the room with you, you had good energy. You have the finesse. You like you said, you have the right people around you. You really came in with the full package. Thank you. Do you do you think that you've learned that like just as you've gone? I think it's God given. I really believe that. I I don't, and it's not. That's not even an arrogant. It's. It, it's just, uh, it's your personality. It's like what you're, it's what you, I guess what you grew up around, like you're the circumstances as a kid, like what has shaped your personality. And some people have a personality that they can convince others to follow their vision and others can't. It's just, I don't know. My mom would tell you if she was sitting here that I started having like conversations with adults at two and a half. Like she was, she, it's funny because both my parents are professionals. My mom graduated from the University of Pennsylvania. She's an attorney. And my dad is what, they're both retired now, dentist, both professionals, both studious, both look at me and go entrepreneur and tattoos and beer. And like, what the hell did we do wrong? But they supported me, especially my mom. My mom was always, she would told me from an early age, you can do anything you want. And I believed her. 
I totally believed her. You know, when people say like, you know, I never thought this would happen or this would happen, or I never, I never say that because I did think it would happen. I want to stay on this for a minute because this is really important. And I was, when you were talking, I was like, the reason people believe in your vision, the people that you've shown yourself, it's because they believe so much that y- that you believe it, right. right? And like that's you know when you're when you're talking to people when you're raising money like that, I think that's the biggest thing people look for is like, mm-hmm. does this person are they that crazy that yeah. they actually think they can disrupt whatever they're doing yeah. and actually believe it? And it's like, you know, when we when we look at stuff with this show or with Dear Media, I always tell Lauren and my team, I was like, the reason I you don't ever see me like overly excited about any of the like what I would say like people like maybe classify as accomplishments is like none of this is surprising to me. Like, right. like every time we we hit a milestone, this was the plan. The, yeah, the plan and like the plan's not even done with. So every time yeah. we get to a milestone, I'm like, yeah, of course that was going to happen because this is what we're doing. Yeah, and and I know that may sound arrogant, but I think you relate to it yeah, in the I, sense that like yeah. it's so in my brain and in her, and same with the skinny confidential when she started like none of this is surprising because I see the end result of what we're going to do and where we're going as clear as I see you across the table and I believe it and it, yeah. like, maybe that makes me fucking crazy and delusional maybe it makes you crazy maybe it makes it yeah. crazy but I think if you you have to have that element and I think that's what people like grab the, the word I feel like is visionary yeah and I think I think there's a huge difference between confidence and arrogance it's yeah. not like I don't think we're better than anybody else I just like mine more right like I just I, that's all I'm building these brands for me and my wife and my friends so like I like ours more. It's not that I hate White Claw or Ballast Point or Coors. It's just, I'd rather have mine. It's not, I've never looked at it like that. I don't like hate all these other brands and I don't, I'm only focused on, you know, when you hear the chatter, especially around when you sell a business and craft beer, there's a lot of noise. Sure. Um, I don't care what anybody says. And like, I literally was not influenced by one craft beer brand. And I think that's another thing I want you to speak on. I mean, I think another thing that some visionary people have is they're not like so many people like they go into space like, let's look at all of these competitors, what they're doing. But it sounds like it sounds like you just had your blinders on like this is what I'm going to do. That's how I am for everything. I don't think about other brands, people. What helps you're not influenced. You don't like get off your path. Yeah. And I just don't care what I just don't care. You know, like I, I really literally don't care. And I think most of the time people do care. And I did like when I sold St. Archer, I would do it a hundred times over again for all of the folks that invested in me. And people weren't there with me when I was giving people checks that changed their life. They didn't see the tears and the kisses and the hug and they didn't see any of that. And like, you know, there's times I miss owning the brand and I miss the brand. But then I think about all the lives that were changed because of it, and I would do it. Well, let's let's talk about the birds. So, because so, we kind of we were jumping around, but so you started St. Archer as a yep. category for to speak to the community that you were in, right? Because you looked at the space and said, "Hey, there's nothing that speaks to us, meaning right. like your community." Yeah. And then, like, how soon after that does this thing start taking off? And what do you think? What do you think was the cause? So we did a capital raise. We raised three million dollars, and we built a seventeen thousand square foot brewery just east of La Jolla. And then I hired three great brewers. Do you just found like just go? What do you Craigslist? I need a brewer. You yeah, no, I was how? in. So fortunately for me, while I was raising capital, one of the folks that I met with was friends with Steve Wagner, who's the president and co-founder of Stone. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Hey, you should talk to Steve." And I said, "Yeah, that would be great. That's like wanting to start a clothing company and talk to Bob Hurley. You know, like I don't know if Bob's getting back to you. I just, you know, <laughs> I emailed him and he hit me back cold." And was like, why don't you come to the brewery for lunch? And 
we kind of struck up a, a relationship and I was in his office looking at a magazine, the best brewers under the age of 30, 30 for 30 in, in one of the national beer magazines. And I wound up hiring three of the top 30. Smart. Which was good. Yeah. And again, nice. I, again, it's like convincing people that you're what your vision is and what you're trying to do. And we were coming at it from a brand perspective. I mean, in a lot of ways, St. Archer could have been a clothing brand. We wanted to do craft beer. And we launched the brand and yeah, right away, pretty much right away, it was successful. I mean, we were the fastest growing brewery in the US um, through our first two years. This is where I think people sometimes fuck up too, is they look at like all these categories, like yours happen to be craft brews, but like clothing, whatever it is. And they think, oh, well, there's already someone doing that. So I can't do it. It's like, if you build the right brand, the right way, targeting yep. the right people, you can go into any category. Now, look, Tesla. You can, yeah, you can do I any. Mean, you're gonna, who would have thought you're, you're going to do a new car brand and it's going to be worth 100 billion, 200, 300, whatever it is now. I think people look at it and they're like, oh, somebody's already doing cars or someone's already doing beer or someone's already doing clothing right. or toothpaste, whatever. And they say, oh, I can't do that because it's been done. Well, but if you build the brand the right way, you can go You can go into any category. I mean, if you think about it, I entered three of the most saturated categories, craft beer, twice. There's 8,000 breweries in the US, right? And then I did coconut water and little kids juice. There's massive hundred year brands, right? And then back into the hard seltzer, it's, I mean, crowded, you know, people, and there's more and more coming every day. Out of all the brands you've done, do you have a favorite? Do you have like a favorite kid out of all of them? St. Archer, just cause it means, personally means the most. What Janine and I sacrificed to do it. No one ever, I mean, it was probably the, the hardest two years of our marriage. What do you mean? I mean, it was hard. It was like it, we had everything on the line and we were in a new city and I was gone working. And, you know, Janine has two little kids at home and we had never had millions of dollars of people's money. And it was a completely new life. And it was really hard on us. How do you manage having kids now and a wife with everything you're doing? Is there like a secret? Yeah, it's my, it's my top priority. It's not even like a priority. It's so far above a priority, Janine and the kids. Can you Everything talk about that a little bit so Michael can take notes? Janine, when we had Jones, who's our youngest, she got sick. She, you know, it was, she got sick and, you know, she, I had to step in and this is in the middle of St. Archer and take care of the kids. Like I pretty much did a lot for the, you know, a couple months straight. And Janine just couldn't wake up with him as a baby. And it just was out of the cards for her health. Right. And come to find out stepping away from work, kind of telling Jeff and the guys like, Hey, I'm doing this. Like, I'm not coming in. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I, I, this is my family it was the best time of my life. That was the happiest I've ever been in my life. And and I said, wow, this is where I want to be. Like, this is what I want to be doing because everything is so secondary to your to your kids and your wife. You seem like you have a really, really good marriage. What are three things that you think make it really successful? I mean, it's, it's hard, right? Like, it's not, it takes a shitload of work and like convincing. <laughs> but I think- Not only your wife, but yourself. Yeah, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that Janine and I have so much history, which could be like a good and bad thing, you know, like it's 
it could be tough where you you've been through so much together and then you get in a fight about something and then you wind up talking about something from seven years ago but for us we're still bringing up things i did in eighth grade uh, like you know janine has brought up a girlfriend i had when i was 14. Oh my so God. like let's i mean that she does the same thing of course yeah, never it, right but i think for us it's like <laughs> <laughs> she's not, she came, she came, Can we take a minute to just like, laugh about that? She's brought up a girlfriend who's not only 14. That's inspiration. Look, you, do the, yeah. you do the same thing. I'm fucking pinning that to my Pinterest board. But I've only had one other girlfriend. It's it was a, a girlfriend and then Janine, the duration. The other day he mentioned this girl in casual conversation with our friend who girl, he got a, that supposed to mean? a blow drop from when he was like literally like like probably 17. <laughs> no, and the next morning I woke him up, found her on Facebook yeah, and girl. put it in his face. Girl, how does this feel? I was like, well, uh, listen, and I'm going to get a lot of shit for this. Listen, I was like, you know, we were 20, so like uh, people change it. in 10 years or 33 sure. years. People look, can look a little different. Sure. Um, yeah. But also, I was like, you what didn't the give fuck? a shit what anyone looked like at 20. Let's be honest. Listen, no. I was probably so blasted, I couldn't even see what she looked like. But You blasted. <laughs> you were blasted. That's but, but, for but, sure. Blasted. I'm like, why are you bringing this details, details. Yeah. Like, why, why are you bringing this up? Why am I waking up to this? I'm like, it's a Thursday. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't see straight. Like, what is going on? How did you find this person? You know? But I think, like, it, I think, you know what? There, I don't even know if there's three things there's really just one thing is our we both have the willingness to make changes and constantly work at making our relationship better and instead of like just quitting which is not an option for us both of us will say okay we fucked that up or i did or she did whatever and then you just kind of try and move on and when you know that you're gonna work through it even if it's hard and you're super pissed off we know that we'll pull it off because we're both willing to make changes personally to have things happen and be together. And that's that's the hardest thing though is like when you realize you because like, when I I told Lauren this a long time ago when I every decision and I think we probably can relate on this every decision now I make as a man is with the idea of my wife and now my child in mind like I don't mm-hmm. I don't make individual decisions anymore mm-hmm. you're probably the same like there's things that I do individually for yeah. my well being for my business but like there it's always with the underlying thought or fe- or like you know thought about my wife and my kid and how it affects them because i can't just i, I can't just selfishly go like hey i'm gonna go do like i got invited to a, a bachelor party in where, where the hell was that in in brazil or no not brazil in, where was it colombia that sounds fun i got invited to this bachelor in party in, in colombia yeah and i was like listen guys I got a newborn at home. I got a wife. I was like, "There's, I, no. you fucking animals going down to Colombia. There ain't nothing good. No. On that. I was like, for the well-being of my marriage. And then, listen, I'm, I'm not like a schemish guy. I got to stay home because I'm like, listen, what's going to happen here is I go down. Someone's going to do something out of control. <laughs> Maybe it's not me, but we're all going to be in. Yep. One of these guys is going to break. One of their wives is going to break them, you know, and they're yep. gonna, it's going to turn into a thing. And I was like, and it's going to make either my wife look bad or like me. Yep. And it's going to jeopardize her. And so I was like, I'm just not going to do it. Like I can't, yep. I can't be in that position. You know, if I was single, Boom, right down there. But they, they, but that's just like a, a, a minor example and an outlier of like, mm-hmm. I can't do anything, whether it's a business decision or a relationship or a friend or I'm going out or I'm like, whatever, or a, even a situation I'm putting myself in. I like, couldn't be, I can't be at late night party. Like there's things that I just can't do anymore because I'm in a marriage that I, that I cherish. Well, and I think it's, I think for me, she has, every time I start a new business, it takes away from our family, right? That's, that's the reality. And so she knows that's my that's my deal, right? But at the same time, there's nothing extracurricular that she's like, I'm not going out and getting wasted. I'm not going on trips with dude. I'm not doing all this extra bullshit. Yep. Like if I have to go on the road, I'm literally there for the meeting and I fly home. 
There's no extra time. I fly in, I fly out, and I come home. There's no like, let's stay tomorrow and do this and go there and do. I don't do that. Yeah, and, and it's a lot of friends don't like it, but it. it that, no, it and I think I just. I mean, I never go out. I don't want to go out. I'd rather watch This Is Us with the kids and her and stay home. And that's that's just I build my brands and hang with my family, and everything else literally means nothing. How does someone that's listening? And that wants that kind of guy find that because I have my own theory and I'll give it afterwards how how a woman finds that in a man. Gosh, Janine should be here. Or I how don't... a woman finds it in a woman or a man finds it in a man, yeah. whatever. Next time yeah. we do this, Janine will have to come. Yeah, she, she would be she'd be fantastic back here. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. I think it's I think it, it's a different time too. guys are not just speaking for men. I don't know. Guys are not the same, like coming up. <laughs> the younger generation is not maybe I'm 40. The 22 year old kid now is not coming from the same things that we saw as kids, right? Like it's just a, a lot of what I'm trying to get at is a lot of dudes are not men now. Does that make sense? And what do you think? So, like, let me play devil's advocate. I mean, I'm not saying I don't disagree with you because I kind of agree with you in some areas, but like, what do you think the reason is for that? I think a lot of parents, you know, in the last 15 years or so, 20 years, there's a lot more coddling, right? Like, my parents are my parents. I don't know, you know, they didn't know where I was most of the time. Yeah. There was no like, you get something happens to you at school. My water polo coach is cursing me up and down for three hours. She doesn't go to the superintendent and try and get him fired. She walks onto the pool deck and says, thanks for being so hard on him. That those days are long gone. And like, you see it in kids now. I mean, like we, we have kids that are applying for jobs and tasting rooms and they all want breaks and they all want more money. And they all, I never, I didn't make any money in my early 20s. I didn't, I didn't even ask about money. There is a hair of entitlement. It's insane. But, but maybe, you know, but here, maybe but, we were entitled in a different no, no, way. No, no, well, there's know. a hair of entitlement. But what I always say is like, and we talked about this before in a podcast, there is a hair of entitlement from some young people. Not, I'm not going to say all young people because some are, but like mm -hmm. there's, but we can say some young people are entitled, but it's not the young people's fault. It's the parents' fault because they have to participate in college. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and they wouldn't be entitled if the parents weren't giving them everything and protecting them from everything. Right. Listen, if I was in school and I got kicked out or I got in trouble or I got in a fight or something like I was more scared of my, my dad kicking my ass than, than me. Like, the, you know, he wasn't going to the school and saying, hey, you're no. Not. He was like, I was like, oh shit, don't send me but home that, for that. That is done now. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in most cases, it feels like having young kids. I see how the parents are. I mean, it's just a different time. It's interesting though, because we, you know, we both have Lauren and I both have young sisters. So I guess are our sisters now since we're married. And like, you know, they're on the dating apps and they're dating these guys. And like, you know, we we try to say, hey, how crazy is dating apps? It's it's nuts. I, I miss that wave. Like, we, you know, we we never did it. But Janine and I still all of our old notes from high school. So do we in the garage? Notes. Remember that? Yep. But I was, you know, I was saying like, we all say like, you know, like play a little bit harder to get like, don't, and, but like a lot of the fear that we hear is, oh, well, these guys have so many options now with all these dating apps, they're just going to go mm. on to the next. And I was mm. like, yeah, but like eventually that's going to get tired. And like, you don't, do you really want to be girl or guy? One of those people that's just like constantly on no. to the next, on to the next, it gets old. I, I can't even, having not been single since I was a fetus, I can't even like, I don't know. I have a theory that I think that in business, in friendships, in relationships, in dating, that people feel when someone else is giving off a desperate energy. Mm -hmm. And I think people can smell it. 
And I think when they smell the desperate energy in any of those relationships, it turns them off. So I think if you're out there and you're listening and you're single, I would really evaluate if any energies that you're giving off to a significant other or someone you want to date is is a desperate energy. And it's Mm -hmm. hard to explain it because it's invisible. Yeah. But I think like just pulling it all back to the beginning of our conversation with pitching Mm-hmm. If you come into the room and you're giving off a desperate energy mm-hmm. that you need these people and you need money, mm-hmm. it's a turnoff. Completely. Well, let me say something else about pitching and being in relationships. Like, and and I think probably all of us would agree here. If I meet somebody, it's like some young hotshot guy or girl, and they're asking me for money or they're asking to partner or they're asking to work with whatever it is. And I find out that they're fucking around on their wife or their significant other. I'm like, listen, if you'll do that to the person you yeah. lay in bed with every night, what the fuck are you going to do to me? hundred percent. So I cannot be in business with you. And it's not even, it, it it's not even about like how smart you are, how good you are. I if, feel the if, same if way. If you will go and like, if cheat if you, on your wife, if you met you'll me, you'll cheat on me. Listen, if you met me and I was like, Hey, yeah, and I'm like fucking around on Lauren doing this. You're like, I'm not doing business with you. I've because said what that you think multiple good, times. It's, and it's something yeah. that I think young people don't think about. Any people think about No. It's like, if that's your reputation, you're never going to lose that. Everyone's going to sit there and be like, you cannot be in a partnership of any kind with that person because well and it depends on what you want too if, you, if you're all you're focused on is making money then you don't really have any moral compass yeah whereas for me that's everything so if our audience has to start out with one you got to pick one okay flavor yeah what are you going for and then i'll tell you what i think that they should go for too let's and let's talk about this a little bit about like why you went into the seltzer category because yeah. obviously moving from beer and fi- and you mm-hmm. know that that demographic of people that are buying beer like why go into seltzer especially after all the success you had with first Ashley. he has oh, to tell us the flavor though okay you got to give one i think the tangerine okay taylor i, I think it's delicious oh your mic's not on again so you don't have an it's opinion delicious. taylor what are you doing back there <laughs> no, man? i mute it so I, you can't hear me if i move around taylor the tangerine what are you doing back there beating your meat <laughs> He's like, how come you guys are right every time? Okay, so so you would start with the tangerine, and why is that? Or maybe I would start with the lime, because it's the most neutral, and then they get more exciting as you go on. Okay, so start with the lime. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Michael, sorry, what was your question? I just needed to know. No, I wanted to know. So, I mean, like, listen, and and full disclosure here, like, you know, Lauren and I are now completely, we're partnered with this company. It's an amazing company. It's the first time that we've ever partnered with it, with a liquor category. And we've been waiting for a long time. We've talked to a few different people in this space. And like, you know, I just think it's, it's like you said, it speaks to everyone. It's fun. Like we love drinking it. And so I just wanted to say that before, but what, what really piqued my interest is your story about how you got into the seltzer category. And I think it's important for you to share it because, yeah. listen, there's a lot of people right now drinking seltzer and they're yeah. out there and it's becoming a massive category, but this is different. It's completely different and, and the brand is on point. It's like, why, what piqued your interest in this category? I think it, you know, we were drinking it. I, we go to the lake, Lake Nassimeno every year. Some of our best friends own a place out there and we go, our families and everybody. Fun. It is fun. And we're, you know, last summer, yeah, yeah. Last summer, all that was in the cooler was Bud Light, because my boy drinks Bud Light, and and White Claw, and a little bit of Truly. And I was like, man, this is like dominating this, and I, this is all I'm drinking. And then I just started thinking about it. And I'm like, I really enjoy drinking, I feel better. If I drink these, let's talk about seltzer for a little bit. Like why? Because I because I'm I can't drink a lot of beer. I never have. I always have to like start beer and yeah. then go to liquor, and liquor fucks me up. You know. So well, like, if you think about it, it's I mean, 
as you get old, every brand that I've done, it's what I'm drinking like right then. So St. Archer, I was really enjoying craft beer. It was fun. And like, it was real. it was like, it was a rocket ship. Everyone was, there was new breweries all the time. It was fun. It was like social. I enjoyed all that. And then I was like, for a non-alcoholic beverage, I stopped drinking soda and I was drinking coconut water and all my friends were drinking coconut water. And then I had kids. And so then I had an organic kids juice. And so everything is like where my life is at the time. And then getting back with Harland, I just missed owning a brewery. I enjoy the community aspect of that. I love having a brewery in San Diego where we live, where my kids go and our friends go. And I enjoy that. And then with this, I was just drinking it. And I was going, wow, this is fun. Like it's 5% alcohol. It's no sugar. It's 90 some odd calories. It's gluten-free. Yeah, and I'll drink six of them. It almost sounds too good to be true. Well, why I became interested in it is because when I talked to you, I was pregnant and I had gained a lot of weight. Mm -hmm. Like the doctor tells you to gain like 25 pounds. That was not happening for me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I obviously want a cocktail after I have the baby. Right. Like shaking. I remember you saying that. (laughs) So when I was introduced to this, I saw there's low sugar. Like how much sugar is in it? Zero. Zero. Okay. Yep. No calories, barely. 99. I can deal with that. You can. And it's 5% alcohol. It is. And how many carbs? There's like no carbs. None. Yeah, there's no carbs. And then it's it's organic and it's and we brew it with alkaline water. It's, it's almost too good to be true. And it's from, so I think a lot of the other brands too is, it, you know, I was very specific that I, I drink a lot of seltzer water. I love La Croix. I love Bubbly, Pepsi's brand. And I wanted an alcoholic version of that. Yeah. I didn't want aftertaste. And, you know, a lot of the other hard seltzers that I was drinking had that. And I enjoy those. Like, I enjoy drinking White Claw. If it's at a party, I'll still drink it. I don't, I'm I'm good. I wanted something that was a La Croix, no aftertaste. And we got that from, you know, creating the alcohol from fermenting the sugar. So basically once the, you know, when you ferment sugar and then it turns into alcohol, it eats the sugar and then there you are with your 5%. But there's nothing else in it. It's organic flavoring and carbonated water and that's it. Listen, so I these feel, are dangerous. No, I these feel, I honestly feel, I, I drank it all last week and I've lost eight pounds since last week. And that's because I had birth weight, guys. So don't, don't that sounds like a lot, You're but all, I had a lot I had of birth weight. three cucumbers in eight days. No, no, I ha- I've been intermittent fasting. I've been drinking Ashland if I want to have a drink. That's right. I've been walking and doing Pilates. There she is. Doing P-Volve, a little bit of body guide. And I mean, I think that it's, it's really working. Yeah, it's slow, but it's happening. And I think that if I didn't have an alcohol that would... Well, it'd be like some like like highly saturated like high sugar wine that you'd be yeah I, I i would be drinking wine or champagne which or a cocktail it wouldn't be doing my ass any favorites right. favors and so i think with this like i can sort of have my cake and eat it too you know what i mean i do and i think that's why people have been so excited about everyone that i haven't had a brand yet well Harlan, the beer is phenomenal. It really is. And Ryan and Nick. I, I want to. I mean, before we, met, I haven't been able to come into the brewery. And it's, you know. it's our brewers are they're two of the best going. But this, everyone that drinks it goes. This is my favorite one. I mean, it's crazy. Like everyone does say that. So like, if you have a brand, you know, we're the same price as White Claw, truly. So when we're on the shelf. You're going. This looks great. It's it's priced the exact same. It's organic. It has all these health benefits. Yeah, I'll give it a try. Then we only need to get them to try it once. So if Lauren says, I love this, and someone who's listening like Janine goes, well, if Lauren likes it, 
then I'm going to try it. And then they try and go, whoa, this actually does taste better. I mean, listen, our process on like what I would say like a diligence standpoint of like investing and doing a, and doing a deal and partnering mm-hmm. was like was next to nothing. And it's, I'll tell you why. Normally, it's, we're, like Lauren and I are very selective of who we partner this platform with. Just because like, you know, we're like you, we're selective. We, we're careful with who mm-hmm. we partner with. But this, we're like, okay, amazing category, amazing founder. The, the shit tastes really good. We're going to drink it. Like we drink it all the time. I'm like this is a no brainer to go into something like this because this is something that we're confident sharing with everybody. And I'm confident that mm-hmm. people will, like it's, it's, there's not one person who I'd say like, Hey, if you're an alcohol drinker and you like to, you know, do this and you like to have these types of beverages, like there's not one person I think would be like, Oh, I don't like that category. Well, who the fuck doesn't want to drink alcohol and not have to worry about their waistline. And then everybody. like for me, when I'm like shopping and I'm a consumer, I'm thinking, you know, I see this, you know, on the shelf and I'm thinking okay I can get this and not only can I get this it's it's kind of girly in its own way but then I can also have my husband drink it because it's also well, masculine. Well we got a kid now too so I can't be sitting there slamming a bottle of bourbon every night no, I gotta be able to no. change the bed with my eyes straight. You right know? I think that's the thing is and I mean we have you know getting you guys involved and getting everybody we have involved when we had St. Archer a lot of the guys who owned it with me were surfers and skateboarders and then and they're speaking to a small audience right and Paul Rodriguez's followers are probably following Sean Malto and Eric Costin and right. And we had all them involved, but this time it was fun to get everybody. My friends that are skateboarders and, and surfers and you guys and Jared Goff and Cody Bellinger and the list, it was like Chris Lane and you, Adam Devine and Blake, you get them all right. So like, because well, like Lauren said, like now it's a, we're both drinking it. And yeah. now we're all doing it together though. It's not like, I didn't want something where you just put money in and then like I never talk to you again. I, you guys get text messages from me constantly. What's going on and what's happening? What do you guys think about this? And look at these and look at. And I wanted the right people that were excited to do that. And shout out to Andrea and Wes of yep. Vandervoort in San Diego because they introduced us. They're the best. And if you guys, I feel like Ashlyn needs to be stocked in the Vandervoort fridge. If it's not it, like, is. it, it is. is okay, okay. So it if is. you're in San Diego, you can stop by and see them at the store. Ashlyn's stocked there, and also I'll say 101, my dad and stepmom's right. restaurant. They're gonna be stocked on every deer meat. To the table whether the yeah. hosts want to drink them or not they're that's just going to show up and it's going to be on the table you're all i said open it yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> like, like drink it on camera ladies like get, get in there no just kidding we're out but, of water but, yeah but listen yeah we're out of water now all we have is ashland we don't yeah, have any, we don't have any still water so i want to leave the audience with how i would taste it i am really very much about doing an ashland lime get the lime flavor okay, okay. That's and your favorite? Right right now, I'm having a moment with it. Oh. And then I would do a Blanco tequila, a okay. little bit of Cointreau, lemon and lime, yep. like actual lemon and lime, yep. maybe Fresh. some pomegranate seeds. Shake and shake. So shake everything besides the Ashland because you don't want to shake the Ashland in a shaker. It. And then top it off like a huge top off. Yep. And enjoy. You know what's cool though about Sounds this? Good right now. I know. Shit. This, yeah, for, we this blew variety it. pack thing is that. You know, in other, like, say you're drinking a margarita, then you switch to a beer and you switch to a wine, like, you're going to be sick. You're done. Right. right. Like, that's just how it's, like, I can't, I mean, yeah, I do it every time because I'm an idiot and I just, <laughs> but I, you know, but I I'm still sick. do it too. Yeah. But I like this variety pack because essentially you're drinking the same thing with just different flavors. So it feels like you're changing it up throughout yep. the night or the day. Yep. But you're not going to suffer the same consequences when you switch from like beer and wine and champagne and all that. You know what I mean? Does yep. that make sense too? Of course. I mean, you can, and we have a new variety pack coming out. So then you'll have four more flavors guys before we go we're gonna do a quick giveaway 
So what we're going to do is we're going to give away some Ashlyn Salzer merch plus some TSC goodies. So to win the giveaway, we're going to have you tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential and then follow at Ashlyn Hard Seltzer on Instagram. There is some good cocktail recipes up there too. There are. Like, oh my God, I was drooling when I looked at it. Where, where can people find this right now? San Luis Obispo County to the Mexico border will be in the middle of May. But right now, San Diego and Orange County, Target, BevMo, Costco, Sprouts, Whole Foods, Ralph's, and then everything independent, Lazy Acres and Gelson's and, you know, all Mothers and Newport and yeah, pretty Major. much everywhere. Where can everyone find you? At Ashlyn Hard Seltzer. Yes, guys, check it out. Yep. Josh, the next time you come on should be with your wife. She, she'll be so much better than me. And we might great. make salsa margaritas too next time. I mean, I don't know what we were thinking this time. <laughs> Taylor, I hope you're not drunk back there from your tangerine. Wait, I have a quick question before you leave. Oh, okay. You mentioned that there's new flavors coming out. Yeah. Can you say what those flavors are? I can, yeah. We're doing a watermelon, a tropical cherry, um, a mango strawberry, and raspberry lemonade oh damn those all sound good you see like this is yeah. what i like about this is i can feel good drinking a, a mango a raspberry lemonade a cherry and like i still feel very tough you know no, what I mean? you, I do. Could, you know like that's the, what we're aiming that's for, why you didn't, couldn't do the skinny can is like i could be like, be like what are you drinking i'm like this is my cherry drink. mango like, strawberry it's like this yeah and the skinny ones i mean most koozies are 12 that was the other thing last thing right think about how long we've been holding these beers sodas seltzer water why would it not be good for this why was hard seltzer too good for the 12 ounce normal can? Not anymore. Right. I love a new category. I'm glad when you see it like that. Yeah. And Taylor, drink the pineapple, please, for Taylor, your semen. God. Drink a little more pineapple. I heard it works. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was bananas. Uh, no, it's pineapple. Josh, <laughs> thanks for coming on. That was so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for coming on, brother. That was great. Guys, wait, don't go. Make sure you've rated and reviewed the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show on iTunes because every week we do a giveaway. This week we're giving away the cutest new TSC pop socket. It's like three hearts all stuck together and says TSC. It's on my phone right now. You will love it. All you have to do to win is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at the Skinny Confidential and someone from the team will drop into a bunch of your inboxes and send you this new hot cute pop socket. As always, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. This episode was brought to you by Four Sigmatic. Guys, did you know mushrooms can prevent and treat many diseases and boost overall health? They are known to be super healing. You know I'm obsessed with their mushroom hot cacao mix. I like to wind down with this at night. It's so good and it feels so satisfying and it's full of benefits, which we love. Perfect with pregnancy too. Anyways, Four Sigmatic is offering all TSC him and her listeners 15% off. All you have to do is go to foursigmatic.com slash skinny and use code skinny at checkout. 